Right. How did you not end up, uh, you know, pursuing kind of a, a, a Robert McKee, you know, kind of, I'm gonna do seminars and teach people the war of art, you know, career path? Well, you know, uh, I've thought about, I've, you know, from time to time, people have said to me, you know, you could, you're leaving a lot of money on the table, mm-hmm. but I, I would have to kill myself if I did that, you know? So I just- You knew yourself well enough it's just to know not that for that's me. not for you. Not for me, Yeah, not at all. Do you I'm a writer, back. I just want to write. I'm a writer, I just want to write. That line can make you millions. And you plug it into anything that you want to do. I'm an artist and I just want to draw, right? I'm a singer and I just want to sing. I'm a videographer and I just want a video. <laughs> I'm a filmmaker and I just want to film, right? But what isn't in this 60-second clip is the, I think, 18 years of buildup where he had jobs and careers and things that technically did and did not have anything to do with his writing, right? It helped pay the bills. It gave him, air quote, mindless money while he continued to pursue his writing and getting better and better and better at the writing, even though the writing wasn't making any money. Now he's made money off the stories of the life that he lived that wasn't making him any money doing what he really wanted to do. But the thing is, is too many people are, and you'll see a theme in my content that I bring up here. Do what you want to do. You will make far more money, even if it's less money than the better opportunity. That somebody else tells you, well, here's what I would do if I were you. Why would you do that? How many times have you told your friend, your lover, your best friend, your teacher, your parent, your mom, your dad, your grandpa, your grandma, or anybody else in between, you were so excited. Oh my God, I can't wait to tell you this. Oh my God, I've got the greatest idea. Right here, we're going to talk about a stove moment for a second. I've got the greatest idea. And you're all hyped up. You're a little nervous. I can feel it right now. I'm getting into that zone. And you're nervous. And you tell them and you're like, oh my gosh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sell rocks to people. And they're like, rocks? You got rocks up in there? Are you kidding me? Who do you think you are? You're going to be selling rocks to people. That's the dumbest idea I've ever had. Or not that I've had, you've had. Because <laughs> I got better ideas than that. I ain't trying to sell rocks to nobody, right? Like, I don't know why that accent came from, but it did. But anyways, and then inside you're like, oh, maybe that is a stupid idea. And then maybe we can cut to it. I don't have it right here. But hey, it's somebody making money selling rocks. And they're making millions selling rocks. But here's the thing. That person just didn't go, I love to sell rocks for a living. And then they never try to figure out how the hell they can sell those rocks. Right? They had to do things so that their stuff could be found so that rocks could be sold. So people who just want to write, just write. But as my thing says, dreams die in hearts, heads, and hard drives. Somewhere, somehow, we have to find someone. Potentially who, not how, right? Who can help us if we're not going to learn how to do it? Ain't nothing but making money if there ain't somebody helping them or they're helping themselves, right? And that's the problem that a lot suffer from this mentality is that one, they're either pursuing things they don't really want to do. And if they didn't need money, they'd never pursue and never work on. I'll give you a story of a guy. Wanted to be just an editor. Now, I didn't ask the questions that I ask like I ask them now. So when people came to me to help them, I helped them with what they asked me help for. So if people said, hey, help me grow my wedding business. Help me grow my coaching business. Help me grow my video business. I want a production company and I want to do this and I want to hire people, right? I wouldn't question any of that. I don't want to make them doubt their dreams. But here's what I found to be a huge distinction. 
best one I can give a lot of people in the wedding industry to come, oh, hey, help me fill more weddings. And I ask one simple question. If you didn't need money, would you shoot weddings? And if they go, I hate weddings. I don't want nothing to do with weddings. I think weddings are stupid. But I've been told by my peers, which I say your peers do not pay your bills, that my peers are saying that's the best place to start. Weddings are a good place to learn, a good launching pad. You know, you can do it for a few years and get things going. You know what? I've seen people been trying to get things going with weddings for eight years and they ain't made much money. And I've seen people who've been trying to do weddings for 12 months and they do 50 weddings in one year. They might only be getting $500 a wedding, but by God, they did a heck of a lot more weddings than that person. I've seen people been like, I've been doing this for 17 years. And they do one wedding a year for 17 years. That does not make you more experienced than a person who does 17 weddings in 17 weeks, right? And then does 17 more the next 17 weeks, right? Like, so we've, we've got to look at this and, and think in context of our situation in our life. So this guy, he came to me in 2014. We started coaching together, tried to run a whole entire production. Essentially... I helped him try to do that because that's what he said he wanted. He had a job that had nothing to do with video, but it paid the bills. And then he kept, you know, dabbling on the side with trying to, you know, find the job, find the clients, shoot the job, sell the job, negotiate the job, edit the job, do the whole kit and caboodle. From 2014 till roughly 2018, he made ten dollars to $15,000 on the side, could never quit his job, and kept pursuing this. Now that's 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018. That's five years right there never making more than ten dollars to $15,000 on the side, whilst the whole time continuing to really obsess and work on editing. But he keeps trying to run a whole company because he's told, well, that's how you make all the money. You can't just be an editor. You'd be a loser if you were just someone doing just something, right? Now, I don't believe that. When I hear people have a dream for something, I want to reverse engineer how do we make that reality for you because you will put more action, more energy, and more effort into something that actually lights your soul on fire than something that lights somebody else's soul on fire but not yours. So finally, it was 2019, we started working together again, and I asked this question again, what would you do if you didn't need money? And he goes, let me describe to you. He tells me this. He's like, I would be just an editor. Right? I would have this really cool multi-monitor setup, and I would just be editing things. I'd be able to work from home. And he describes in great detail exactly what he wished could happen, what he wants to happen. And instead, he had to do all these things and then get to edit. But because he really didn't want to do those other things, didn't really like doing those other things, really wasn't spending a lot of time learning to become better at those things, he kept spending time getting better as being just an editor. Now, here's the thing that's so fascinating is that finally one day he sends me a message. So I can't remember exactly what he said, but some version of this idea of like, you've believed in me, I believe in me, or I believe in this, and I'm gonna be an editor now. I'm going after editing. I can't remember if he said it just in audio or he said it in text, but he said some version of this, that I'm going after editing. And what's interesting is after all these years, and I found out later that he wanted to be an editor all the way back to 2012. Within two months, Two to three months, he quit his job and became a full-time assistant editor on the first thing he did was an assistant editing job on a Netflix documentary called High Score. He since has gone to work on, on different HBO series, the David Letterman series, and recently the Whitney Houston movie that just came out in theaters, which was incredible. He was the assistant editor on all these. I won't share his exact numbers, but let's just say he's making between eight to $15,000 a month 
being just an editor when he couldn't even figure out how to make $15,000 in a year with, yes, a thing that did and does have more potential. Probably it's going to be easier if he learned to be a guy who ran the production company and owned it and could hire people and scale and do all that. It'd be easier to make millions of dollars. But if that's not really your dream and you don't get obsessed with all the things it takes to do that, and your dream would really be just to edit, then neither are you making a living doing what you just would like to do. You're not even making a living with the thing that makes the more potential. You lose twice. And so in this aspect, when he stopped trying to be something he didn't really want to be and he didn't really want to do and just focused on what he really wanted, opportunities showed up from friends, people he was friends with all along the way, who then got, he had two opportunities at the same time. He had to figure out which one he ended up wanting to do, but he quit his job after years of pursuing something that wasn't seemingly going anywhere. And so now he's living life. He's super energetic. He's just loving everything he's doing. And uh, it's really incredible. It's really incredible to see. I'm going to add one caveat. I can't not add this in because it's part of the story. One other thing, which is why I get more into the physical, the mental, the medical, and, and kind of this, this with these logos, the trifecta, right? Do everything with heart, do everything with love. And then on the two sides is the hard and the soft skills. The wrench is the hard, the practical, the tactical, right? The electric bolt, the lightning bolts, the, the impractical, the invisible, right? The soft skills, the, the feminine, the other ones, the masculine, the hard skills, and, and blending these together. And so we did all the mindset work. He had the belief. He had the mindset. He had the right attitude, but he was always tired as well. He had sleep apnea. Just a little curveball here, but I had to throw it in. Some people might not think, ah, oh, this isn't relevant. You could have cut out two minutes, but this is so important because these are the stories left out of people's situations. So we had all the mental game, all the mental work, but he was tired all the time. This guy was tired all the time. He'd pass out in the middle of the day. We weren't doing anything on a, on a project together. And then he found out he had sleep apnea. When he got that fixed, it was like an unlock code. That combined with the right mindset and beliefs around himself game over. Now he's got high energy. He's loving life. He's like, I never work a day in my life. Like it's so beautiful to see, but all I want for people to is unlock that. Now, Mr. Stephen Pressfield here, I just want to be a writer. Overall, that's what he does. He knows himself well enough to know. And I have friends who are like this. They do so well financially. And I remember I've said it and other people have said it. You're missing out on a lot of opportunity. Well, that's only, it depends on who you are because one person's blessing is another's curse. And so he, this guy, Stephen Pressfield, has got friends who talk about the same message, but they go around doing seminars and doing all these things. I'm not a writer. I'm a speaker, right? I'm a speaker. I'm an entertainer. <laughs> entertainer. I'm a speaker. I'm an inspirer. I'm an encourager. I'm a motivator, right? This is my sweet spot. This is where I will give the most value, where I have the most fun, where I'm in my flow zone, not in writing. So I speak. I don't write, right? What do you want to be? What do you want to do? What do you love? And then from there, we can reverse engineer who might help you to make that a reality. My friend there is ultimately an employee and he's the happiest he's ever been as an employee and he's making the most money he's ever made as an employee and he's doing what he loves as an employee. He's still a contractor or freelancer or whatever, but he's not really like, he doesn't go, uh, have to sell the whole project and sell the whole vision and sell all these ideas and sell all this stuff and be great at sales and great at negotiating, great at hiring, and firing and managing and training and doing all these other things. He's just got to be a great editor and he cares about people. He does what he says he's going to do when he says he's going to do it. 
so people love working with him. So word of mouth is getting around and there's referrals happening, but it's so simple. Sometimes simple scales, fancy fails. And so for him, keeping it simple and just being an editor was the way for him to go. So don't ever let anyone think that just being you is the wrong thing to do. Michael Gavin, your mind mechanic, tune it up your heart, your mind, one at a time, so your dreams do not die. And what? Your heart, your head, or your hard drive. I'm here to help you become the mechanic of your mind. If you enjoy these videos, subscribe, like. There's more where these came from. And if you have a video that you'd like me to coaches commentate, uh, then let me know. Leave a message in the comments. These are uh, really fun for me to do. I love to help people think different. You think different, you be different. You be different, you do different, right? Um, you do different, you get different. And sometimes it's just a little shift that it all it takes in your thinking and then in your being and in your doing. And you'll get very, very different results. So many of you are already on the right path and you've already been doing the right things. But sometimes the right thing for you feels like the wrong thing. That's because for the people you're asking advice from, it's the wrong thing for them. But it could be the right thing for you. Rock and roll.